Audio. This is a Crack Magazine podcast. The recording is taken from a recent conversation broadcast live and exclusively to Crack Magazine supporters. And this is a short version. To listen to the full version of all our talks and join the live Q&A sessions, then become a Crack Magazine supporter right now. Support independent journalism and support independent artists for just £5 a month. Head to crackmagazine.net slash support to find out more. to this Crack Supporters Talk here today with Sasu Rupati. Sasu Rupati is a Finnish artist who is well known for various different aliases, most notably Vladislav Pile and Lumio. Uh, he's an electronic musician who's also worked in groups such as Morris Bond's Austrio, his own Vladislav Pile Quartet, and alongside Sly and Robbie and AGF. Rupati has released on labels including Chain Reaction, Rastan Olsen, and most recently Planet Moo, who released the last record and the latest record, Fun is Not a Straight Line. So, hello and welcome, Sasu. Hey, hello. How are you, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, thank you. Struggling with the Arctic heat. Arctic heat, you're, you're, for a bit of context, you're based in the Arctic Circle, right? Quite, yeah, quite close there. I live on an island in the kind of middle of nowhere, but usually it would be, yeah, it's it's un- unnecessary hot. The whole Arctic is boiling. Oh, right. So what, what do you mean? Like what, what are the temperatures over there? What, what are you feeling? Close, to, close to 30 okay. Celsius, which is just not, not normal here. Normal would be maybe 20, 22, something like this, but. It's been for a long time now, incredibly hot. And uh, I'm talking in my studio and it's it's a hot place during the summer heats. Yeah, because I, I actually was going to touch upon this later, but maybe we could talk about it now in the sense of like um, being in the Arctic Circle and uh, just so close to the changes in the landscape more generally. And uh, as in like... On your album covers, there's a lot of landscapes that have been used previously. And I just wondered, that, you know, how much does this feed into what you do and how much do these changes impact how you work? It's a complex question. In a way, um, the surrounding does affect creativity. But uh, I'm not really so inspired by nature per se. But I, I seem to work well in... Uh, in a situation where I'm at, which is more or less remote wilderness, it somehow just maybe gives me more space to to come up with my own stuff. When I compare my time in Berlin or Helsinki uh, in an urban environment, which I do like in general, but but for the creativity, it's it's not where I where I thrive in. Yeah, because a lot of people know, but recently took a five year hiatus away from releasing music but still during that time I believe you were making music yeah probably more than more than before because yeah I, I wanted to take I don't know if you call it sabbatical in English but like I wanted to 
yeah, actually make more music and, and not focus on, on the work work side and, and money side and stuff. So I basically sold a lot of um, studio gear I had collected over the years and basically bought myself uh, freedom for a while to not have to work and tour. And uh, I mean, I never think I compromise for for money. I mean, especially nowadays, there's no money to be made, but still there's certain kind of, you know, no strings attached thing. I wanted to get that. I've been working since I was like 15 or something like that. I didn't study. I started working very young in music. And I basically, I'm a little bit of a workaholic and uh, I worked until, yeah, until I was like plus 35. And I realized I never had done anything except working. And I really wanted to stop that for a while and uh, just live a little. And also, yeah, I, I did stuff in the studio I would not normally do. And uh, it's interesting when you, when I decided that I will not release anything, it's all going to be just for my own progress and, and uh, my own musical interests and so forth. It puts the whole thing in different perspective. And um, that really quite was an eye opener, um, which I, since then have been kind of drawing from still. Yeah, I don't know anyone who doesn't want to do that, really, or get the opportunity to, maybe. But um, after returning from the break, you the, the latest record is back into the genre of footwork from previous releases as Rapati. And I'm just wondering whether there's, what was the source of inspiration for that album? For the Planet Mew album? Yeah, for the new Planet Mew album. You know, I, I've been doing uh, along the years, kind of on the side, one way or another, I've been doing some kind of club music or poppy clubby music just for my own. I mean, I like pop music. There's some parts in me that really enjoy that. And last year I've been doing quite demanding uh, audio work in a way, like the, the stuff I've been working in the studio, not necessarily what I've been releasing, but just overall, I've been pushing things quite far in the studio and it's just really quite mentally also draining and and also just for the ears and, and everything. It's um, when you do it, like, especially now with the pandemic and uh, even before that, I do long hours in the studio and if you do this kind of I don't know what you call it, experimental music, maybe. Uh, it takes uh, a toll and uh, it's somehow, it's also easy to get a little bit stuck there, not see any more forest from the trees if you're just on your own in the studio and just do a lot of music and hard to anymore, you know, get perspective on it. So I've always been kind of also uh, almost um, asking myself to do something completely different than for a while to, to, retain the perspective and uh, also just really a little bit shake off the foundations like uh, um, you you were making footwork a long time ago back when lots of European producers plus labels were just getting into it how did you discover it and why do you feel like you can still push things forward with that genre I mean it is I guess it is footwork but it's um Maybe 10 years ago, somebody played me some things and then I read about it somewhere and, and just the whole idea, the, the theory of it, 
uh, felt very close to me, especially because I had stopped doing the Luomo project and I a little bit missed this kind of weird pop music, if you will. And uh, to me, I need a foundation for that. And for a long time, it was four to the floor, like bass, bass drum and the house, housey vibes. And that just, I ran out of steam. I just didn't get any more ideas. And then when, um, when I heard about this, this fast beat stuff, it somehow felt just, yeah, more fitting to my way of thinking rhythms in general. It felt less. Uh, strict and and um, more freedom in there. Yeah, I wasn't f- really thinking to make anybody dance or whatever. It just felt like I have a a medium to play with and put my samples and things there. And uh, I don't know if I heard like the were they like Rashad and Spin and I know a little bit of that from the original stuff and I think some of the originators stuff gave me kick. I, I never heard that music in a club and I didn't listen to it for a long time then and still don't really listen to it because I try not to a little bit protect myself because if I hear it, I somehow my, my subconscious would already start scheming and planning and knowing how they do the things and and then by accident I would do a little bit same stuff and kind of I try to avoid that. So uh, maybe I want to still say like I, I just see it more like uh, current or whatever is possible nowadays to do like like just fast club music. I don't know. I mean, I know what food footwork is and and how they did it. And I have a little bit problem calling my music even like footwork inspired because it would not maybe do justice. But I, I regardless, I I, I uh, honor the the tradition where I obviously took something so it's a little bit complicated um, I don't want to say the wrong things yeah because there's a heavy like uh, rap influence or rap samples used on the Rapati album was it like you had a particular interest in it at that time I thought um, I'm going to take what is whatever you know say for example the Rick Ross samples or Ty Dollar Signs and then I'm going to try and use these in my own way. For me, the Ripati thing, and in general, like even Luomo or any anything like that, it's, uh, I always wanted to do sampling, but I didn't really do sample. I didn't use samples too much, but now actually I'm forced to use samples because I don't have really any more gear, uh, studio gear. So I'm, I'm and it's, it's a good, I mean, I don't want to anymore have the mini Moog and, you know, the, the fancy bits and just the things I've been using so much. So it's very welcome. It's um, it was also intentional decision to force myself to just do music differently than I have done before. Uh, but sampling, um, yeah, the rap sampling comes basically from I did, like I said, I've been doing this reparty project also for ten years, and in the beginning, I was doing lots of like uh, R and B sampling and, and female voice sampling and stuff, and that started to be really kind of like just boring, done thing. Uh, I, I didn't want to do that anymore. And I always been really, I mean, hip hop is, or rap music is probably one of my favorite music styles I listen for 
non-serious ways or, or reasons or just when I want to just, you know, have background music or entertainment or something, it's rap music, mostly. Maybe sometimes Jamaican music. But yeah, um, I wanted, I then I just thought like, okay, I mean, no more R&B and no more female voices. So what's next? So rap, no particular reason. I just started sampling rap and I don't, I don't analyze or think these things too much. I get an idea and I try either it works or not. If it wouldn't have worked, I wouldn't have stick with the rap thing. But I just basically put title on and just sampled like hours and like, no, I mean days probably like just insane amount of audio and why it's recross or not. I mean, I don't take it too seriously, like NAS or recross. So I, I just, it's just, Again, it's tones for me. I mean, maybe it's a little bit... I mean, it, it irritates probably people and maybe that's also why I maybe wanted to have it there. But for me, I mean, it just sounds good and I'm not living in that society or, or, or whatever where rap music is like the real game. Like where I live, there's tractors and like farmers and nobody knows what rap music is. And I listen to rap music just as a private thing, but I'm not so strong in the scene. I, I mean, I know the Rick Ross, for example, is like already mainstream and underground stuff is not probably maybe accepting him anymore or whatever, but I, I don't take any side to that stuff. It's just human voices, hooks, things, you know, what I can use to make my own music. And, and I guess, yeah, it was interesting to, I was thinking a few times, okay, can I really take like whole, verse of Nas, you know, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have, like, they would have, somebody would have thrown a easy fit. Lawyers would come and something, but now, you know, nobody, I think it's just, if it stays below the threshold, unless I'm proven wrong still, but like, it seems like you can do whatever you want. And that was really quite, quite nice. But I can make a track and just take some favorite bits of, of whatever hooks and raps and things and just, without much guilt or shame. I mean, they're all wealthy, you know, mainstream thing. I don't take stuff from like underground people, but uh, it's, it's nice. I mean, things are a little bit different nowadays. So, I mean, there's tons of points there. I could uh, go on, but um, you also said something before about like uh, production being good and then you come back to them or you see where it's good and then you come back to them. And uh, I thought it was really interesting to see how, you, you you can subscribe to your Bandcamp, right? And become a subscriber and get all these latest releases, which you've been prolific with. And also, it was interesting to see that you're also uh, releasing, I think what you described as being failures or unfinished works. And I just thought, um, you know, what makes the work of a failure or unfinished and then what makes it not? Well, that's a really interesting thing, I think. Um... I wouldn't call failures, but yeah, it's um, basically it's a fact that I still have a little bit problem admitting, but most of the demos and, and unfinished, when you don't really just, you know, we all have tendency to just overwork. I mean, I'm really trying to be careful these days already since a long time that I don't overproduce stuff. But when you're not just, especially when you're doing stuff on your own, it's a fucking ego thing, you know, and just, you know, you want to have it amazing and great and perfect. And, and basically at the same time, when you try to do that, you are like little by little, you are like chopping off the soul of the piece. 
Um, and when I know when I do like listen some demos where I just get roughly the idea together or or whatever unfinished pieces, they often in the long run in the of like I said two years or something, they more often than not they carry the weight better than the the finished pieces. Finished pieces they start to sound often like ah, naive. What the fuck was I thinking? Like, you know, it's like too obvious and blah, blah. You know, it's like a built, like, and like we do, we build shit in the studio to, to give our ego a little stroke. But when you, when you are more into, especially live, like what I do now, uh, a lot, I, I, I do live dub mixes, whatever. Like I have a small Mackie mixer and it's really like super low key setup, but whatever I have, I just let it run and, uh, capture those things and um, there's much more this kind of brutal primitive madness that I value in music a lot and that gets lost in my opinion a lot when we premeditate and you know build and I mean it's not all bad of course I mean but still I'm I'm trying to Especially now, because I, I make so much music and I can release only so little of it. I thought I, I put stuff on the Bandcamp then just for people. I mean, there are a few people who subscribe and you know they seem to be interested in the process. And um, I am interested in the process and um, I'm happy to challenge myself to do fast without too much premeditating and, and just getting stuck with my planning mind, but just really do intuitively and and like almost like indifferent differently like that you are not really scheming and planning and all this you know stuff that kills all the good stuff but lots of music i hear nowadays it's it's a little bit i mean it's lots of work in it and lots of medit premeditated planning and i don't like music when it's when you can hear the brain and that's something I also don't like my own music equally and uh, doing this unfinished or failure things you, you mentioned um, that is a, in a way a tool and, and a practice for me to do music with less brain involved. Do you, do you ever go back and listen to those unfinished works? Like Oh, yeah, but I anything. I don't have I don't have multi tracks or anything like that. So I mean, I listen to them. I I mean, it's just, it's pretty. I, I mean, it's only a way I know, and it's my life, and so I don't know anything else. But I do lots of. I spend so much time with my stuff. It's just kind of bizarre and annoying and beautiful at the same time. But yeah, I mean, when I finish the studio, then I would probably like listen still like three four hours sometimes by all these weird tracks and like try to see some what makes sense and where I'm at and then I use my brain to to try to learn from them and so I, I listen to them a lot but I cannot anymore adjust them because I, I stay away from multi-tracks now it's just all live process so but if it's good it's good even there's like tons of mistakes that's kind of where I'm at nowadays like the time for trying to polish music and trying to make it good. I mean, almost everything is just too good already. Uh, so I'm not worried about that. I'm trying to really try to get more deep into the 
process and and uh, trying to get the the more the art than the craft. Like I'm not worried about techniques or like it sounds good enough and all that stuff. So I'm trying to get to the deep end of of yeah, just trying to carry emotion through the music and also maybe trying to think other things like arrangement or like I don't know. I for example I I'm really struggling to go over three or four minute pieces currently. I used to do like 20 minute pieces with yeah. I was doing so many drugs, but like uh, but now mm-hmm. like my patience is so low. I, I uh or like yeah I my bullshit detector is really high. So if I repeat something and it doesn't have a reason it just so but like things are <laughs> I'm 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 trying to see what's what's going on. I'm I'm it's it's all like a process, working pro- progress for sure. It's a uh, different things I'm trying to come up with, trying to understand what I'm doing and why I'm doing and what I should not do and all that stuff. So, but Bandcamp subscription is little tip of the iceberg of that process that I share publicly. Um, and on that point of of like here and today, what is exciting you at the moment, either in music or technology? What's going on in the world because of of many mainly negative things, the positive outcome is that the world is becoming a little bit more open and and uh, inclusive that uh, I find very positive that there starts to be a little bit awareness on on uh, fairness and and inclusivity yeah. and also i'm still i'm I'm quite excited about let's say new um Territories opening up, like what's coming from Africa and slowly from China, and but slowly also from like anywhere, like Indonesia, Vietnam, wherever, like just not traditional markets. Let's say I'm quite curious what's what's gonna come out from there and what's already coming out. So musically, probably that's the maybe most exciting thing. Technology, I think this is way too much of it. Uh, I try myself to really not pay too much attention to it and not take it too seriously because it's just running our lives anyway so much like especially in the studio process I really try to it's getting difficult to not let them dictate your workflow like if it's a door it's built in a way that music making is easy what I'm trying to say and that bothers me and and everything is like instant fast results and uh, it really bothers me like they just really how they market it how they build it it's all just to make like good sounding music really fast and what the fuck is the point in that i never understood like where is the what's the rush i mean if you work hard i mean you can make so much music anyway it's like why do you need to make more with less effort that's just it's a fucking horrible idea I think it just ruins the creativity, and at least for me, it's really downer. Like uh, I, I don't, I don't want that stuff at all. They wouldn't do it if people wouldn't ask for it or, or buy it. So I guess I'm, I'm the one who has a problem here, but I have a problem here. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, I don't think necessarily having easier way to make music makes better music. I, I, I don't see the correlation there. Well, get is. Guess what you've been feeling. It takes away the process, isn't it? Which is what you're interested in, I guess. Also, yeah, yeah. And I mean, why not see effort? Why not put an effort? Why not struggle a little? I mean, 
usually good stuff comes from that. So if you take um, away the possibility to to struggle and 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 put an effort, then it's a little bit yeah, soft yep. porn. It's been an absolute pleasure, you know. Um, great insight into how you work, and um, I must mention before we go that your your album is called "Fun Is Not a Straight Line." Yeah, and it's on Planet Moon, and it's out now, and uh, I highly recommend everyone go and check it out. That's the spirit. Thanks. Okay, Sasu, thank you for speaking. Okay. Yeah, All right. thank you, thank you. Absolute Have pleasure. You too. Take it easy. Bye bye. Crack audio.